Welcome to The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Always glad when you can join us. The Landscape is brought to you by Delta Dental of Ohio. You can find out more by visiting deltadentaloh.com. For many people, the YMCA is a place to go shoot hoops, to go swim, to work out, but the organization does work that far extends beyond physical fitness, in particular with Haven, which provides assistance to groups with particular needs. Here to talk about what Haven does and how they'll be expanding to better serve those communities is Ed Gemercheck. He's the executive director of Haven. Ed, thanks for being with us today. Uh, thanks for having me. We're always interested in people how get into the careers they have. Your career has been spent helping people, in particular the homeless. How did you get involved? Uh, you know what? I was in New York City in graduate school studying theology at Union Theological Seminary, and I got a I got a part time job at a local church, uh, working with homeless folks. I thought that was sounded really interesting, and I needed some spending money in New York City. And it turned out I loved that job more than anything, and and uh, ended up pursuing my career. And that was back in 1987. So uh, since that time, I've been working with people with HIV and AIDS, uh, and folks experience homeless experiencing homelessness since then. You worked for North Point for a while, right? I did, yes. Uh, I came to Cleveland in 95. I worked the AIDS task force for a little while, and I worked at Help Start a program called Family Promise, then worked for Frontline Services, uh, which operated a shelter for men who are homeless called North Point. What's your day like? Is, Is it spent mostly in administrative duties, or are you doing a little bit of everything? You know, a little bit of everything. It's Haven is a treatment program for people recovering from alcohol or drug addiction, and it's a homeless shelter. So I, I do administrative work, but I'm, the, the kind of work it is is that it often demands uh, uh, all kinds of things. So it keeps, it keeps life interesting. I'm not just behind a desk. I'm um, interacting with folks all day long, putting out fires, you know, lifting people up as best I can. And uh, it's really it's a great job with, with all kinds of Unique challenges and opportunities, I'd say. What are the groups that Haven serves? You mentioned homeless people and people with addiction problems. Does it extend beyond that, or do you break it into particular categories? Sure, sure. So um, Haven serves people with a substance use disorder and really focuses on three populations. One is homeless men and women. Another is folks coming out of the prison system with no place to live and, and who need a little work with their recovery. And another uh, that we opened, uh, a program we opened about five years ago, is a program serving people living who are struggling with opioid use disorder. And so we have 40 beds for men and 40 beds for women who are recovering from um, opioid use. Given your the extent of time that you've been in this business, has that been the big shock, just how awful this opioid addiction crisis has been? I mean, sometimes I feel like, are we overstating it? But it doesn't really sound like it. I don't think it's being overstated. I, I, I sometimes wonder if, if it's being stated enough. I mean, it, it's. Uh, I think we you know we kind of get inured to uh, some of this this bad news, and it's. I think that's human nature. But it's still happening, you know, uh, and and people are really still struggling. And you know, we've made some great inroads and developed some new methodologies for helping folks, but still, it's it's a real problem. And you know, right now it's. It, we just started with heroin, but now it's really fentanyl. And the scary thing is, is fentanyl has really made its way into kind of the, the drug supply, and regardless of what what drug it is. And so, the folks we're, we're serving have uh, often have overdosed because of, 
of fentanyl, and it's become much more of a deadly. I mean, it's always been challenging. Uh, uh, addiction has always been dangerous, but with fentanyl and other street drugs that are out there now, it's it's especially dangerous. Whitehaven, as you mentioned, does a lot with the homeless population. As we've gone through the COVID pandemic, did you see a real increase in people because people have had tougher times economically? And for whatever reasons, did you have more people coming to you? You know, we paid, we, we stayed pretty steady during COVID. Uh, we were uh, proud to stay open the entire time and everyone came to work every day uh, because we knew that we, we you know, our service was really essential. Uh, you know, our, our staff were, are not really uh, kind of recognized as essential workers, um, but they are, and they continue throughout the time. But, you know, with, uh, with federal and, and local help, we were able to, Cleveland was able to put quite a few people into hotels during the height of the, of the COVID pandemic. And actually, there, so there were, there were fewer people in the shelters for a while because of that. Um, you know, we, we wanted to try to decentralize the the shelters and, and make it less dangerous for folks. And so um, we're able to make, you know, come up with some creative solutions and put people into into places that were less risky. And so um, our numbers stayed pretty steady. We actually had a little dip for a while and uh, now we're back up to uh, kind of our capacity. Was there a rise in drug use during the pandemic? And I ask that because we often hear that isolation causes can sometimes be a trigger for people to begin using or continue their use. Do we see that at all? Certainly we did, you know, uh, a rise in drug use, a rise in, in alcohol consumption. You know, uh, the, th- the thing that really that really helps most in, in recovery is community. And uh, that's something we didn't have much of during COVID. People were isolated. And so it's much harder to address a, a drinking or a drug problem uh, on one's own uh, in, in isolation. It really has to be done in community. That's something we've learned here very well. And so... Um, that's part of what, what made it a challenge during the last couple of years. This episode of The Landscape is brought to you by Delta Dental of Ohio. With offices in Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Dublin, Delta Dental of Ohio is proud to be an industry leader in dental benefits. Together with our customers, providers, and employees, we build a higher standard of oral health care in our communities. And we are more than dental. At Delta Dental of Ohio, we work with entrepreneurs, innovators, and changemakers who are committed to improving the health and well-being of all Buckeyes. Together, we are building healthy, smart, vibrant communities for all. Ed Gemerschek joins us. He's the executive director of Haven. They assist people who are homeless with drug problems and other issues. He joins us today for The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. Ed, I know the start is to give people a shelter, a place to have a roof over their head, but what else does Whitehaven do to help people beyond just saying, here's a bed for a while? How else do you assist them? Well, you know, we, we uh, really focus on community and, and welcoming people when they first get in. A lot of folks have been through some very difficult challenges when I walk in our doors, so we go out of our way to really provide uh, as much hospitality and welcome as we can. And then once they're here, uh, everyone here is at, at Whitehaven is struggling with a, dr- a drug or alcohol addiction, so they enter intensive uh, outpatient treatment here, and so they're they're in groups and, and meeting with a, a staff of 22 licensed counselors here at Whitehaven, and um, so they're getting individual counseling, group counseling, plus a whole array of other services. We have you know uh, vocational coaches and, and coordinators. We we work on housing. We have some. Uh, 
some art arts programming, um, which because we know that that works really well and is really needed. You know, we had a local artist provide a an, an art class here, um, which which was kind of a cross between art therapy and just kind of you know artistic expression. And then of course we do our our annual play with the Cleveland Public Theater. How do you go about determining who's eligible to receive assistance from Whitehaven? You know what? Uh, if there if someone's struggling with uh, with alcohol or drug addiction and they need a place to live and they they really want to work on um, you know on tackling that issue, we welcome them. So um, if they're homeless, if they're coming out of prison, if they're struggling with opioid use disorder, um, they are are welcome at Whitehaven. So it's we have a team of folks that. Um, that interview folks, uh, interview potential clients, and 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 uh, help them kind of sort out what what they need, and then we welcome them them into Whitehaven. Now, do you, is there a particular time and amount of time that people stay? You know, what's unique about Whitehaven is that we let people stay as long as they need. Uh, I think most treatment programs are uh, 30, 60, 90 days, perhaps. Um, and in our experience, that's just not long enough to learn all the new habits and develop new support networks for people. Um, you know, some people do stay a shorter period of time. Sometimes it's three months, four months, five months. The average length of stay here is six months, though. So for where do you receive your support? We receive some support, support from all over. You know, we have um, some very generous donors, local foundations, the city, county, and state government. And we bill Medicaid for our services. And since the Affordable Care Act, um, we were we've been able to uh, and during the, during the Obama administration we were able to bill Medicaid for drug treatment services and so we use we use that as well. One of the things we've heard a lot about is these these opioid settlements. Will any of that money be coming to Whitehaven to help you do the work you're doing? Yes, that's great. <laughs> Thank. You. I'm glad you asked that. Um, you know, the county received a very large settlement uh, a couple of years ago of something like 100. And, I think it was 179 million dollars, and so. Uh, last year, uh, the county made some of that money available to nonprofits that were serving folks who, um, struggling with opioid addiction, and so we were able to get a chunk of that, and we're able to we're, we're planning to renovate our building here um, near the corner of, of 50, East 55th and, and Woodland. One of the things you mentioned that Whitehaven does is assist people who've been incarcerated who've now been released. What particular challenges does that population face? That's a great question. You know, it's, when folks walk in here from prison, they're pretty suspicious and uh, they kind of they're guarded and, and really try to keep to themselves. So we kind of have to um, address that kind of challenge, because I, like, as I said before, really the, the way to recover is to open oneself up and, and accept help and, and, uh, and kind of uh, really live in and get support from community. But you know there are certainly housing challenges, there are employment challenges. Uh, fortunately, we've, we there are some employers in Cleveland that are are willing to take a risk and 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 hire someone with a with a criminal record. And um, we've we found a lot of employment for for our folks who have worked their way through our treatment program and are now able to kind of work and 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 earn an income and work towards independence. You mentioned that, you know, these incarcerated people can be a little bit suspicious and guarded. Yeah. Is there also an issue of dealing with people, you know, there's a, there's often people who are ashamed that I'm addicted or I just got out of jail and that, that it's hard to convince them that you are worthy of help. It's true. It's true. I mean, a, a lot of folks there, they've, they've had, a, they've fallen down many times, 
you know, and they've had many, many setbacks and they may feel like, you know, uh, I'm doomed to this kind of, this kind of pattern. And, uh, but when they come to Y Haven, you know, they, they, we have a remarkably uh, positive and compassionate staff that kind of lift them up. And then they, they uh, do a lot of work with their peers and see that people just like them are managing to take steps forward and reach their goals. And I, I think, you know, that, that really, um, over a course of some time, helps people build confidence they need to kind of move on with their, with their lives. Why Haven, you mentioned, is going to be undergoing this expansion. How large of a renovation are we talking about? Well, you know, we are in a, uh, we've been in a CMHA public housing building for about 23 years. And we, we have a, something like 170,000 square feet here in, in 169 rooms. So it's a big, big place. You know, we have, we have 55 staff and about 200 residents. And so we are going to uh, really do an extreme makeover of this building. Uh, it, a lot of our, a lot of our um, resources have been put into services for a long, long time, but with the help of the county and the state, we, we've been able to get some, uh, and, and others, we've been able to get some financial support and we're gonna make this place really reflect the dignity and, and that the folks here work, who work here and live here deserve. Uh, uh, and, and so, um, we're very excited about it. We've employed a, a, a local architectural firm, Studio Techni, who are um, kind of getting the plans ready, and we're, we're getting, getting ready for, to start uh, renovation this year. Whitehaven's focus for homeless people for a long time has been men. Is, is there plans to expand to help women and specifically work with them, the homeless women, women population? Sure. So we started serving women um, who are recovering from opioid use disorder about five years ago with some help from the Adams Board, uh, the county Adams Board. And, um, and so we've been doing We had They have a separate floor on our building and uh, have integrated well into our, into our program. And now with uh, some, some uh, ARPA funds that, that is being funneled through the county, we are planning to expand to serve homeless women who are either living on the street or in uh, a local congregate uh, homeless shelter. And so we're very excited to, to uh, expand our services. Um, the women uh, will come and, and live on the floor that we have for women in recovery. And uh, we, we expect to get that going um, by mid-year this, uh, this, this year. Now, do you tend to keep those populations separate, women who are homeless as opposed to women who are dealing with drug and alcohol problems? Or is it not? How does that work? You know, we're really one big happy family okay. here. I mean, we have uh, different focuses, for, you know, on different floors. But but it, when, it, when it gets down to it, a lot of the issues are very similar. So, you know, we have some people coming in from... The suburbs or outer ring suburbs that are coming into Whitehaven, and when once they sit together with others who are struggling with addiction, you know, um, all those other factors kind of kind of fade away, and and uh, you know, they as they kind of dig into the kind of the, the internal challenges of recovery, they they find a, a common ground. I'd say when you go out to talk to groups, you're obviously out fundraising. You're talking to people about what Whitehaven does. What do they talk to you about? What what don't they understand about what you do, and and how do you explain it to them? Sure. So you know, we we are part of the YMCA, um, which is surprising for some people because you know the Y, as you said earlier, is really known for uh, swim lessons and basketball and and uh, teaching youth and what have you. Um, so why, you know, but why even fits into the Y mission, which is you know to 
promote a, a healthy mind, body, and spirit for all. And so we're, we're promoting that to a particular population, you know, and that is the folks who are homeless, who are, who um, have no place to live, who have been kind of on the outs. Uh, it's part of the y, YMCA history. When YMCA was formed back in the 1850s, you know, it worked with people who were homeless in Boston who had come to the city for work and, and, and fell on hard times. And so I feel like we're living out that that long, long tradition of welcoming the stranger and, and, and helping them along the way. Finally, Cleveland is known as a community with great generosity. Do you feel they've been pretty supportive of the work of Y Haven does? Yes. Uh, you know, Cleveland is amazingly generous. And uh, I read recently, Dan, that it's one of the most, you know, by, by one metric, the most generous uh, city in the, in, our, in the country, given all, all that's done through the, through the county and through private foundations and, and local donors. Um, but, you know, y Haven has received great support. And, you know, we've been able to actually, we've almost tripled our size in the last uh, seven years just to respond to the need, but we couldn't do that without the support of the community, both public from public and private sources. And, and, and so we've been able to kind of expand our reach, exp, um, serve women, expand our size, uh, you know, to try to make an impact here in our community. Ed Yammerchak, so thanks so much for joining us today. Great work with Y Haven. It is a great asset to our community. Dan, thanks very much. It's a privilege. Ed Gammerchak is the executive director of Y Haven. He joins us today for The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. We are brought to you with the support of Delta Dental of Ohio. You can find out more at deltadentaloh.com. I'm Dan Paletta. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk again soon. Oh, 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 oh,